I'm dropping things. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's my ship. It's my eyes. Look, look how open they are to everything going on. I'm so woke right now. You're not. No, we don't say that here. Woke is woke is like a four letter word here. You like can't say woke. You can't say woke have, or go broke. You get a 90 day restriction on Instagram. I am alert. Alert. He's awake. Because you have all the copy. I have awakened. Ladies so and gentlemen, welcome to <laughs> welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your host with the most distant I have tonight. King of the Potato Gang, Sassy Pants, Big Tiles, <laughs> here with us, ready to run his mouth and, and talk about all the stuff. My guy, how are you tonight? You were just in my live on TikTok. How <laughs> I got a guy at listen, I got a guy at TikTok telling me the women should be seen and not heard. And and then Jake made some comments about a tuna can and how he can't reach the bottom. And it was just game over after that. The live took a very weird turn. Yeah, I know. Strange. I have an issue with doing that. I, I, I seem to turn the tide of your conversations all the time. Well, that's okay. I mean, that's kind of how that's that's why I'm probably so semi kind of popular is because really it doesn't take much to get me off topic and onto a topic that you're interested in. That's why people like me. I know, but it also makes me very bad at like taxes because I get distracted easily. <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> we're gonna us. We got a whole bunch of people in here already. So Alex King, you were first tonight. Alex King, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. You were first at like, I don't know, two o'clock. Like I, I made, I made the, I, I made the broadcast at whatever, whatever time I sent it to you. And then Alex was like right here, right after. So Alex, welcome to the live. D Baxter, wow. welcome to the live. Thank you for your support. Scott Meyer is here. Purple Princess, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. Silly girl, I saw you in here. Jeff, I saw you in here. Scott, I saw Rayona. Hello, welcome to the live. I'm trying to get all the way down to the bottom of the comments. Woburn, I saw you in here. You guys, welcome to the live and a very happy Friday to each and every one of you. I am so glad to have you all here with me and Jake for the more you know show. I'm still working on that. Homeschooled kids are the smartest. Yes. It's true. They are. It is a very true statement. We were talking about that on TikTok too. <laughs> Did you look over like you were looking at me for a second? I did. I'm getting really good at this because my camera's up here. And so in order for me to look like I'm looking at you, I'd have to look up here the whole time. And if I'm actually looking at you, I'm looking over here. I got to look to my right, along? even though you're on my left. Correct. This is my left. And I have to look to my right. I know yeah. because we're backwards, but we're getting really good at it. Like, you, you know what? Jen and I even high five. Do you want to high five? Look at that. Look. Oh, see? Wait, we did that right there. Oh, look at that. We're so famous. This is amazing. Look at that. It's like a matrix type thing, guys. It's like we're in your living room with you. Laura, welcome to the live. I had to really think hard about what day it is for a minute to a Saturday. So, Jake, welcome to the show, Jake. It's good to see you. Thanks for being here. You guys, Jake and I, so Jake and I had a live, I don't, it was like a week ago. It was a week ago, right? So it was last week. And yeah, the feedback yeah. that I got from it, and, and I know that you got from your, I'm in your little, uh, your potato gang thing that chats um what's that the discord yes i am in the Discord. i'm in your telegram too but i'm more in your discord and your discord was very lit up and and my people were very lit up they loved the show they wanted to have you back and so jake and i actually got together and, and we're working something out so for the month of february you guys jake and i are going to be live tonight and then every friday night after this for the entire month to talk about Everything. all the stuff all the stuff so the conspiracy theories mainstream media corruptedness 
uh, sassy pants. We could talk about breakfast burritos. We could talk about whatever you guys want. You can ask questions and, and Jake can elaborate on them. I know when I pop into your live, you get a lot of that. Jake also has a Patreon and I'm going to, I'm going to put this all in the description here in just a minute, but Jake's links and everything are going to be down in the description. Make sure you go follow him everywhere. And I know on your Patreon, cause I was in your live last night for a little bit. I wasn't about to go mm-hmm. live with you because I was like three beers deep, but would've in your live last night, it probably would have been, but you know, we're not, we're not going to go there right now, but you talked about Jake does these deep dives in his Patreon. So I, I, can you go live in Patreon? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, you can do live streams on Patreon. Um, I just okay. do it in an unlisted YouTube video, and then I uh, paste the live to that Patreon. And anybody who's a patron can have access to that link and get in there. Okay, so that's kind of like buy me a buy me a coffee. Kind of does the same thing. Like I can create special shows and different things, and then just send the unlisted link to them. So you yeah. can. It's like three bucks, I think, to subscribe to your Patreon. But I know yeah. last night you jumped off TikTok Live and mm-hmm. went to your Patreon, and you deep dove into. Britney, like, was it Britney Spears they wanted to talk about? They they said that, but we end, we deep dove into the UN and the Great Reset. Oh, so we kind of shifted the conversation to a, to a couple things, but primarily it was it was mo- mostly the Great Reset. Okay. What about, about the Great? Like, just about talking about what it is, um, doing a deep dive on what it is, what the agenda, what the agenda is, and how everything kind of plays a part. And we kind of, I tried to fit that in with like an hour with no prompting. Mm-hmm. So they, it was kind of one of those random offshoots of like, hey, this is what we want. And they told me on my live and I said, okay, give me 15 minutes. We'll start it. So okay, that was my prep time for that. And I love this. And I, I know you catch some shit for this. Cause I, and like I said, I try to pop into your lives whenever I can. And I know that you catch some shit for it. I catch a little shit for it. And I know another, another creator that we, we work with a conservative ant has been also catching a lot of heat for this for the last couple weeks. Uh, when it comes to the financial portion of this. And mm-hmm. I'm actually a huge supporter of this. And it's something I've talked with Jen about. You guys have been here on the morning shows. Jen, for what she does, like she just, she'd do it for free, but I'm like, we're not going to do it for free, Jen. We're going to, you know, you're going to be paid your time. People's yeah. time is valuable. And this is no different when, when it comes to these deep dives and really digging in and finding the information, then putting it together, then explain it to you in a way that you understand. Coming from somebody who also does it very often, like it's it's time consuming and and yes. for three dollars a month, if this is something you're really interested in learning more about and want to have it broken down in a way that you can understand, I think it's worth it in my opinion. And if you can make a living doing what you love, fuck it. Seriously, that's what we're going for. Shooting for the moon here. But I uh, some, I used to get yeah. a little flack for it. I really don't anymore though. Um, okay. Everybody's pretty understanding. Some people got mad, and I I explained it to them. I said, look, I was like, you guys don't see you don't see the background time. You know, I, I don't just turn the phone on and just start talking. You know, there's there's a lot of research. You know this, you know how it goes. But some of your viewers may not know there is a lot of background work that happens here. And it's three dollars a month. And that's not a lot. That's not asking a lot. But if you know, it, everybody seems to my argument to it is everybody seems to want to change. Everybody's really hungry for the truth. Correct. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what they come here for. So it's like, OK, I can deliver that for you. I'm happy to do that for you. Mm-hmm. But you also have to understand that there are strings attached to it. There, Here's a $3 price tag for you. Well, that's just ridiculous because I can't afford that and yada, yada. It's okay. But you have cable and you watch MSM. And ding, if you ding, want ding. To, if you want to uh, really cut into that, they're getting your profits. Give it to me instead. Give it to mm-hmm. ship instead. It's $3 really isn't a lot. Um, 
you can buy what two cups of coffee with that if you want. But um, for for everything, all the prep work and everything behind it, it's if it's allowing me to get closer to doing it full time, then that's where we're at. So. Yes. And I, I'm, uh, I'm here for this. Like I, I'm here for this, this entire conversation. And this is something I've never pushed my buy me a coffee. It's there if you wanted to, and it worked really well for me. We did. And then we did, we did do some fun things with it. We, we had Pam do some grades with him and we just, we did some fun things with it. It's never really something I pushed, but it was something that I was asked for a lot. And so I did put it out there and it does. Once I started to kind of do this more and more, and I started really putting more effort into the show the show doesn't isn't free either. I mean, it kind of cost me money to build all the stuff. Streamyard cost me money to be able to bring this on to you, and then I have YouTube Premium, which gives discounts to certain. Like, there's all of the stuff that does cost money that goes into this. Sure. And at the same time, so it's just getting a little bit back, and it makes sense. We're I don't think any of us are looking to be like rich and famous. I'm not looking to rich and famous, but the no. fact that financially it makes sense for me to pour more energy into this financially means that I can pour more energy into this financially. And make it a lot better for you guys. Like I can put a TV on the wall. I don't know. That's all I got. We need ship- get rid of the paneling. Yeah, you get yourself a door, <laughs> Jake. So we need ship tater shirts. Listen, I we are gonna do this for a month. We're trialing like this, that. you guys. And it's really going to depend on just basically how the lives do, and if, if our energy is still good. And then if it does at the end of the month, we're gonna sit down and have a conversation. We'll look at some different metrics. And then we will decide. And if this is something, a side project that we're going to pick up, ship tater shirts might be the thing. Like we could have two potatoes. Like, no. Okay. We're moving on. We good? Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I was just painting a picture in my head of what you were describing. So. Oh, the potatoes? Like yeah. they potato tits. No, your kids can't hear me. Right. We clarified that. Okay. You're very welcome. Coffee. Oh, yeah, we got to do the thing. Wilburn girl, thank you so much. I love your face. Wilburn girl, that's enough. You're you're fine. You don't have to. You don't have to, but it's there. Desha, thank you so much. I love your face. Um, we got to do the thing, and then we're going to jump in, and I want to talk about mainstream media because I think thing. we did some content. We're going to do the thing. In five, four, three, two, thing. Hey there, and welcome to the show. Be sure to check us out at beardedbeancoffeecompany.com for your very own bag of Shipwreck Show Coffee. Let the taste and aroma of hazelnut stimulate your senses as you kick back, relax, and catch the next show. And for all your health and wellness needs, we have teamed up with rogershood.com, ariesessentials.com to take care of cleansing your body of unwanted toxins and calming your nervous system with oils, body butter, and gummies. Use Shipwreck 5 for 5% off of your Parify kit with rogershood and Shipwreck 20 for 20% off all of your Aries essentials. Be sure to check out our merch as well. All of the links that I've just rattled off are listed in the description below. I love your faces. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everything that you do. Enjoy the show. Bye, guys. Hooray! We did the thing. You good? It's just very genuine. You did really well. Thank you very much. I do what I can. I try hard. So, you guys, I want to talk about mainstream media. So, Jake, you had made a video a couple days ago talking about Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan... Now, look, I came out and supported Joe Rogan, and I supported Spotify, too, with because Spotify came out. They were going to label everything, and we were like, okay, you know what? I, I get it. You have to kind of try and appease both sides, so I kind of get the labels, and then, um, but everybody kind of got hoity. They wanted to cancel Spotify, but I was like, no, Joe Rogan came out with his statement about it. He was on board with it. 
but now it looks like Spotify is pulling back. It sounds like they're pulling a bunch of episodes off Spotify. Did you see that? That just saw that this morning or late last night. About 100. So it looks like they're quietly doing something on behind the scenes, but thoughts on that. <laughs> Sorry, I, I saw the shadow. I was really distracted. Sorry. Sir, no, okay, anyway. I'm going to I'm going to preface this. Ship, okay. we are the new media. We are. Okay. Pure and simple truth. It is. You and I, people like us, Joe Rogan is new media. We're all new media. Um, this 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 is a transitional thing. Growth is difficult and growth is painful. Um, as far as as far as Joe, yeah, they pulled a hundred of his episodes off. They want to do a little disclaimer on episodes. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's his responsibility. Uh, to bow down to the powers that be to tell him how to run his show. Um, they they paid him, and the agreement is for him to exclusively host his show on their platform, which is great. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they get any IP value to it. They don't get any creative input to that. They are just the ones exclusively hosting the show. So it, I don't know what his contract is like. I just know they bought it for $100 million. So um, I don't know how long that contract is for. I assume five or ten years. Um, but he's basically what this is coming down to ship and community. Um, this, this is a, this is a transitional thing. A lot of people don't like it and it has a lot to do with this administration and the mentality behind the administration of people saying things that go against the grain. And once you do that, you have, uh, the ability to be canceled. This, this is what's happening to him currently. And this is just another attempt to do it again. And they tried a few years ago and it was an ill-fated attempt. Didn't work. Um, in my mind, I think Rogan's uncancelable. But I, I, I would have to, I kind of agree with that at the same time. Boy, I we saw what happened with parlor. Parlor was a pretty big deal. I mean, like everybody was on yeah. and they, they took parlor. They like put their nuts to the fire. And this is where, this is where I kind of got, I went with Spotify because Apple stores and Google stores, like they can come out and say, okay, well, if you don't remove Joe Rogan, we're going to remove you off our, off of our, our platforms or our app stores or whatever. Yeah. And that's why. Hi, one chick. It's good to see you. But that's where I think that it could get to. I don't think he's untouchable, but I know it's not going to be the likes of, of what's his name. What's that guy's name? The musician, the old guy. What is his name? Neil Young, it ain't gonna be the likes of Neil Young that's gonna take him down. No, but it's, it's not. you know, or, or any of these other people. I don't know who all of these other people are. They're like, we're all removing our music off of Spotify. How could I didn't even know Spotify did this kind of thing? Like, I and Joe Rogan is still there, but now it does seem like they are removing some of his episodes. And yes, so people are kind of fired up. Yeah, there are, there are other things behind Neil Young and his decision to remove his music. I think. I think he just chose Joe because he's the biggest target and the easiest one to hit. And I think that was just a, a way to step out and just say, Hey, um, I'm going to remove my music. And he just, like I said, he chose the most obvious target, which is the guy who's mm-hmm. the most popular podcast in the world. Gets 11 million views on average per episode that he puts out mm-hmm. 11 million. Um, but basically what happened with Mr. Neil Young is he sold out Um I don't know if I can say the, I don't know if I can say the company name that gives the bup up, but um, the one that starts with the P and ends with the R. I don't know if I can say that word or not. I don't know. I think um, you can. We're pretty. Uh, there isn't. 
I know people come at me a lot about the YouTube stuff, right? And I've got a backup plan, but like I haven't, other than obsessive cussing, like we can't go crazy with the F-bombs. That's the only thing they've come at me for. And that was on one video and it's way in the beginning. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, well, in that case, no, he, uh, he sold himself out to a guy who, uh, was really high up with Pfizer. Um, and basically they, uh, they did a deal and Neil Young made a lot of money and he caused a big scene. And I think that he was instructed to do that. And I think it had some traction due to what it was about concerning vaccines and all that, of course. Um, yeah, but it's Neil Young. Nobody even knows who Neil Young is. Exactly. So why did it get so much traction? Because it was ridiculous. That's why I yes. tractioned it. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, look at him. There's in his plenty of ridiculous hat. things out there. Plenty of ridiculous things. Everybody else is starting to pull their music, but why is it Neil Young? Nobody knows who Neil Young is. You can't name one song that he wrote. I can't. Something so about you... the free world, but I only know that because I found this meme about it and it was funny and I posted it. Yeah. So why did it get so much traction? Well, because, well that's why, because it was ridiculous. It's the people who told him to do it. The people who are now his boss and employ him to put his music elsewhere. They they started the ball rolling on this. So Barbara says they are looking to just they are looking for publicity to feel valid. Somebody else on Twitter said this too. Like apparently he had Neil Young had also gotten picked up by Amazon Prime Music or something. And so it was kind of a little bit part of that too. Yeah. Um that that came um it was I think it was with Apple, wasn't it? Or I don't think it was Spotify Prime, but I, he he switched his he he moved everything out of Spotify and now he's on like exclusively iTunes or whatever, along with all of the other people who joined the bandwagon. But that bandwagon is backed by Pfizer money. Well, everything's backed by Pfizer. We're kind of fighting this out. There's a lot of things that are tied into Pfizer and and all these big that shouldn't be. <laughs> they have no that they have no like they have no point to be tied again. That just gets more ridiculous. If he, so if he would have think, said this yeah. on his own terms and left on his own terms, it never would have gotten as much traction as it did. No. But because of who his employers are now, it did. So what, what, what were they hoping to accomplish with this? They had to, see, and this is kind of how I think. So I know everybody says that. They're like, well, it's because of Big Pharma. This is, you know, and, and they'll come out and they'll say they're just trying to ban everyone. But like, uh, it didn't work. Like, well, it, it kind of worked, but it, it didn't work because Joe Rogan's still on Spotify. He's, he probably got three times the amount of views as a result and followers. And, you know, he came out and made a very good statement and, and showed his support for all of the musicians who were leaving Spotify because of him. It, very grown up about it. But they had to think about that. Like, they had to think that they were going to get this much backlash for it. Of course. So then what, what, what was the, this is how I think. So what is the end game then of that? So well, you said be it earlier play. that, that, uh, no press is bad press, right? Oh, bad. Got, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did. It got attention. It got attention and it worked. It's, it's just hitting the easiest target, the most popular target in the world. When it comes to that medium, you hit the easiest target and it worked and it doesn't have anything to do with whether it's seen in a good light or a bad light it's just the fact that it's seen and now it's seen by millions of people and everybody made a big fit about it and a big stink about it they took the bait and it worked so now everybody But what did they gain out of it? A lot of money. They had other artists and droves leave the platform to work for previous employers of of Pfizer. Um it's they're they're shifting all of their music away from Spotify. They're trying to just cut into Spotify's yeah, but... profits because it's competition. Yeah, but they're not like Joe Rogan funds. 
No. Uh, hi, Jen Snow. It's good to see you. I love your face. Thanks for being here. That's no, that's if, what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they lost more than they gained at this point. Maybe, maybe, but it's it's one of those is that it's this is a this is something with a long term goal in mind. It's not an immediate thing. You know, they're they're not trying to just take everybody all at once. They want to do it a little bit at a time. This is this is what they've been doing this entire administration change. You know, it's it's always been it's been something every day a little bit at a time. You're 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 just squeezing the juice out of the orange one drop at a time. The 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 objective is to get yourself some orange juice, just not right away. You're just gonna, you're not going to do it all at once. You're still getting the end result. Then the end result is Joe Rogan's competition. He's number one. Anybody who wants to take that spot, they do it in some dirty ways. Look what they did to. Oh, uh, I'm not going to do it in a dirty. I'm not going to do it in any dirty ways. I'm just going to take its spot. Oh, okay. I never. Yes, I agree. <laughs> no, we're not going back to that conversation. We were having that conversation. We're not talking about that conversation. No, okay. So, but I, but the whole narrative is falling apart. Every day I'm seeing more and more countries that are pulling their restrictions and pulling their mandates. And I see more and more states that are doing the same. The states, obviously, we're run very differently than a lot of countries out there. So it can't be done like Canada. Even Canada, has some of their providences are starting They're starting to back down to the truckers, which is a whole conversation itself. And it's one we can definitely get into tonight if you want. But sure. everything is falling apart. And this is so I have. Okay. Last night you did a Patreon live and you talked about the Great Reset. And this is what you went into. And there are. Groups of people, and this is kind of where a little bit of a divide is with a lot of us, because I am a firm believer that we are in the middle of a great awakening. Like this is a great awakening. This isn't we're this isn't the doom yep. and gloom that they want you to believe that this is. This is a great awakening. This means that things have to go downhill so that everybody sees it. And then on the up, you know, things are gonna get very, very good once we are all ready for that to happen. But I have another side. That is is screaming at me like, no, this is the great reset. We're going to be China in five years and you better just get ready. They're going to come take your kids like what? I, and I'm not going to ask what side you're on because I can see both sides. And I don't know if I'm on any one side, but I'm curious as to what your thoughts are, because then what is the end game with this? The narrative is falling apart. Fauci is a fool. The only people that believe him is nobody like nobody believes him except for mainstream media. And even they don't really believe him anymore. They're faking it. You can tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the whole thing is falling apart. So then what did, what is, what do they have to gain by doing this at this point, especially since the, the misinformation is now shifting to actual facts? Because this is a slow burn. It's we're everybody seems to be kind of expecting the same thing. Everybody seems to be expecting this one really huge thing to happen. We would just wake up and it's just going to happen. It's going to be so huge. You can't ignore it. And everybody's going to watch it. This is not the case. And this has never been the case. It's, it's going to be small things and small regular intervals all the time over a period of years. And once everything starts to kind of line up in place and they can kind of shift, shift their narratives to go further toward, toward that goal, they'll go to the next step and the next step and the next step. So it's, it's never going to be, it's, this is a conversation I've had with, thousands of people this this is something that i think is highly misunderstood um just you know it, it i think just because it's so new and from what i can discern is there's never going there's never going to be a situation that that is going according to plan that's ever going to be something huge 
and just obvious. It's it's very small things. We, we inject these small things, you know, it, and they will all add up and they will all get eventually to this the, the goal of 2030 and and whatever that agenda is and everything behind that. Um, it takes a lot of planning. You know, you have to kind of think in your in your own head, you know, um, think about how you would try to organize, you know, seven or eight billion people to orchestrate, orchestrate them to all go toward the same direction. How do you do that? How do you how do you get the people to trust you to that point? You know, it's it's hard to you know, it, it takes a lot of work, you know, to gain your trust alone, let alone eight billion more of you. You know, it's you're you're looking at something that takes time and and, and planning and, and very careful planning and, and a lot of orchestrating behind it. Well, and this is where I come in with this is probably because that's that's kind of where we are. Everybody's convinced this is either the Great Awakening or the Great Reset. Everybody's kind of convinced it's the Great Reset. And I just don't think that. And the reason that I don't think that is because and this is goes back to my theory to. with COVID-19 as a whole. So I have a theory that COVID-19 was actually unleashed. That's where they come up with unleashed on the world on purpose mm-hmm. by good guys. And the reason that I believe this is because all of the positive things that came from COVID-19, if you take away all the negative things, and we were talking about this on TikTok, okay? How many of you pulled your kids out of school and got them away from the indoctrination that was the public school at the time? Because when you realize, because COVID, COVID made all the public schools closed down, they kicked them all out. You had no choice but to homeschool. And how many yeah. of you realize that maybe homeschooling worked a lot better for you than it did for your kids to go to public school. Okay. So there was that. So then, okay, now we're back home. And then a lot of people also at the same time were kicked out of their jobs. You can't work. You have to work from home. Right. How many people realize that they could be just as effective and work just as well, or if not better by working from home and being available to the nuclear, you know, recreating that nuclear family, whether that's mm-hmm. fathers or mothers or, or both. Right. Sure. So that kind of happened And how many people actually went back to the workplace I'm going to stay on the workplace topic. How many people quit their jobs because all of a sudden the company that they would have laid down and died for came out and said, listen, if you don't inject yourself with this questionable substance, we're going to fire you. I don't care that it's been you've been here 30 years. We're going to do it. And how many of you people left those jobs and found your purpose and found your calling and are now doing or trying to do or hustling to do what you were put here to do and something that you love. You may be not making as much money. You may be struggling a little bit, but you're, you're doing something that you love. How many of you found your purpose in this? Okay. So there's that. How many people from big pharma got exposed? Thanks to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks and all that bullshit. How many, how many people stopped or started questioning all the medications that they're on for anxiety, for depression, for gout, for this, for that. How many of you were taking 50 pills a day? And then when COVID hit, realized that, you know what, maybe like not only is like the the, the vaccine kind of weird that they're pushing it this way, but maybe we need to look at all of this. And how many of you actually sat down and looked it all over and maybe made some changes to your lifestyle to make your, yourself more healthy or better? I've got so many other examples of this that leads me to my theory that because I remember this, like I remember Trump went to China to do something. And I wasn't even political then. I just remember he went there and then he came back. And then two weeks later, China was like, oh, here's a virus. We got it from a bat. You're all going to die. I was like, whoa, now, wait a minute. And I remember telling Mr. Shipwreck, I'm like, see, he went over there. Trump went over there. He pissed off the Chinese. Now they're going to they're going to unleash this virus on us. 
This is why he's a bad president. Because I wasn't sold on him then either. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. and then all this, like everything, everybody started to learn how government actually works. And everybody realized that the federal government really doesn't have any power. It all comes down to your state. It all comes down to your county, your mayor, your school, your sheriff. Everybody got involved because everybody wanted to know. True. That's that's my theory, and I'm kind of sticking with it a little bit, unless you think I'm wrong, but even then I might stick with it. Hello, Loves Cox. It's good to see you. I love your face. Thank you for being here. I mean, I can't really say. I can't really sit here and say yes. that you're wrong because, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if you're right or wrong. Um, I could see where that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense because it kind of does, but also I have to think of back in my mind is like, what if it was just another nefarious thing that was released on purpose by the bad guys and it just backfired because we're different. We're different people. You know, this is a different generation, which is also because the bad guys, possible. the bad guys are super smart. They're going to think about that. They're going to think about a lot of this. They're going to think that yeah. next step we're, we're there. We think that, Oh, it backfired. We beat them, but they already thought this through. They knew that the American people or the people as a whole, were going to start pushing back and fighting back. There's no way they didn't know. So they would have had another plan. Right. And that other plan, I mean, it comes right down to it. If you want to talk about the elites and you want to talk about all these these powerful officials in government, when it comes right down to it, just because the Constitution means something and it does to me, to you, to everybody else, just because the Constitution and the rule of law means something to us and we abide by it does not mean that they have to. It doesn't. They could come and kick your door and they could get all the military together and force you to take a vaccine. They could take your children. They can do they could rip the Constitution up and do whatever they want to do, but they didn't. And I think a lot of that has to do with just because my, my main belief is that I think people are mostly inherently good. Um, which I, I, I'm kind of a strong believer in that. I think people are inherently good because at any time we could literally just push a button and blow the entire world up and we haven't. And what stopped us from doing that of all the, of everything we've, we've had issues with and all of the problems we've had, we, we very well as as civilians, you know, the, the idea of there's, there's one of us behind every blade of grass. That's true. There's, if you think about it, essentially, there's nothing stopping us from doing that. This, this entirety of this last two years going on three years now, what's stopped us from doing that? In my opinion, I think we're inherently good. I, I don't think that we want to see all of these horrible things happen. I think genuinely, for the most part, people are the vast majority of us are good or we have good intentions. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm, I, I'm really not sure. Um, like I said, I don't know if you're right or wrong. I don't know. You could be, you very well could be. I could see where it, it, it makes a lot of sense. It, it really, really does. You kind of, you have to kind of look at both sides. I could see it going the way you described, but I could also see it just being a plan that just severely backfired. Um, that would make sense I just, too. And I, I, I think you're right. They would think it. about it. But I, yeah. I'm, I think they just underestimate people sometimes. Yeah, I think you underestimate the power, not you specifically. I think, I think they underestimate people. I mean, look at what's kind of happening in Canada right now. You know, they, we expect people in Canada to be super nice all the time and never really make a big deal about anything. But out of, out of all the people in the entire world, the nicest people who are known for being the nicest people in the entire world are the ones doing something about it that we've all been talking about this entire time. Mm -hmm. We've taken the nicest group of people notoriously and they're the ones They're being politely it. violent right now. They're, being, they're calling them, God, they're calling them racist and misogynistic. Did yeah, you see that tweet shift. from Trudeau? Yeah, Son absolutely. of a 
bitch. Absolutely. It's a narrative shift. I could not. And it's Black History Month. Like, what a slap in the face to Black History Month. Because every single person on this planet knows that that's not what it's about. Dang it. No. And it's not a fringe group. And we knew this from the very beginning. I said that also at the very beginning. I said, guys, this is not a fringe group. This is 60,000 trucks at the time and a million and a half people. And I think that's doubled since then. Um and I, I made a couple of videos about this stuff is like, you can, you can look at these things. You can see these patterns after enough time. You know, we've got 20 years in this. You can, you can kind of guess where this is going to go. And it's like, you, you know, I, I pretty much told people, I said, do you think this is just going to stop at Canada? Canada is like first line. They're the nicest people in the world. Mm-hmm. They would rather hug you to death than anything. And even then they don't want to do anything to you to death. You know, they're the nicest people right. in the world. Right. It's like, you really think that this is going to stop with Canada? And now, you know, the, the media keeps a lot of this. They do. A, you have to admit, they do a really good job at keeping these things out of the news. Um, and now we have we have our own planned for D.C. I um, saw that there was one in New York, too, in Buffalo, New York. It wasn't a major one, but it was it was decent size. There's a lot of these little ones that are popping up all over, too. But again, they, the media the media doesn't cover any of it. They don't. And they'll they'll try to maintain the idea that they're in control of the narrative. But what they're starting to realize, I think, is that there's new media now. We have other ways of communication. We have ways to exploit certain things. You and I and and Joe and 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 Batty and everybody else out here. Um, we we talk. We communicate now. And and if we can't do it on one platform, we'll definitely go somewhere else. We're very resourceful now. It's not like it used to be. We're we're much smarter. And mm-hmm. we understand that things are heavily, heavily looked at. And just because I lose one channel doesn't mean I have methods to create another and I will and another and another and another, you know, but they um, kind of pro- they kind of positioned us and programmed us to do this over the last two years. So I've never been banned from a social media app until 2019. Then all of a sudden same. in 2019, I couldn't stay anywhere. I was like, hey, listen, what the hell happened? Facebook. I never even went back to Facebook. I ain't even going to mess with you, Zuck, even though you own Instagram. I don't care. I've but, had zero issues from them. It's been TikTok. TikTok and I have a very love-hate relationship. I met a friend named Kyle at TikTok once, and I thought me and him were going to be friends, and we were going to you know, get on the straight and narrow. But Kyle must have got fired because then I was banned again, and then I didn't get to come back to that account. It's very strange. Yeah, but TikTok is yeah. also owned by China. Like, and I know that there's portions of TikTok that are, that are owned by the United States government because of privacy reasons and so on and so forth. But I want to say that the majority of it is still owned by, thank you so much, Kelly, owned by China. And this is very much how China runs things. Like, they do not mess around. No, they don't. They're they're extremely, um, they're they're terrible. I I, (laughs) I don't think. (laughs) They're just awful. They're just awful. They They are. are. Well, they really are. But it's been that way for years. And what I think a lot of people don't understand is there has been indoctrination. There has been... um, when you talk this, about the news, the word yeah. for it, this has been going on here for a long time, too. And we just never really paid any attention until you know, this, 2019. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. And and this is the thing about it is that, you know, can I say the Chinese is C-O-M-M? Can I say that word? They're communist country. Can I say China's communist? a bunch of commies. Okay. Yes, so. China's a bunch of commies. According to mainstream media, this article that I read on uh, MSNBC, that's it. That's they, it. Are. they absolutely are. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. Um, it's it's kind of like the same the same premise behind the idea of war is that the people who 
talk about it like it's a fun thing. And the people who think that they would just get right down and get in the trenches with everybody and just, oh, I would do this and this thing and that thing. Those are the people that you don't necessarily want on your side. Um, because I think, in my opinion, anybody who tries to glorify the idea of going to war, um, they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. And if they did, they would never even fathom to do that in the first place. Right. Same, same as with communism. People here typically don't understand how terrible it is in China. You guys think, you know, in the last 10 years, they got all these giant elaborate buildings and all these advances just, just from hiring the smartest and most talented people on the world. That's not how this happened. This is, this is very much a place where they have their own internet. They don't have, they don't have gateways out to the United States or Russia or anywhere else in the world. They, they have gridlocked internet and it is only, it is China owned. You are on a camera that scans your face and your body temperature and your movement every single day you go outside. You have, you have haircut restrictions for there's a certain number of haircuts that men can have. There's a certain number and style of haircuts that women can have. And at no time is there ever allowed to be a building in, in all of China that doesn't have a photo of their leader. And you must show praise to your leader at certain times of day. This is, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. It is a horrible place. They do terrible things. They disappear people all the time and they never come mm -hmm. back. And they do horrible, terrible things to these people in the process of disappearing them. And we have a generation behind us ship that wants to glorify this idea of, well, if you really talked about it and if you really thought about it, communism really isn't that bad. And, it, and in I theory, it would be a really winnable strategy. We've been like, down that rabbit hole, too. Understand. Yep. They do not. We've been get we've it. been down there, too. Like that. They called it. Uh, what do they call it? Democratic communist. They call it. Yeah, they, they like spun it. it was like Democratic communist or Democratic socialism or whatever. And that's they tried to spin this into this. Look at this. <laughs> and we would. And it's all these. Now, OK, so let me talk about the generation thing. Right. It's all these kids. These I would they were these these kids that were 20, the Bernie Sanders, the Bernie Bros, right? Mm -hmm. They were all in their early 20s. They were all like Bernie, you know, and they thought this was such a great thing. And and we just kept telling them, look, and never in the history of ever has this ever worked out in the favor of we the people. Has it ever worked out? Because once they get into that nope. position, all these promises that they made are gone, and then they're gonna put in these restrictions and it. I'm, I'm, we're just trying to get them to understand that I don't know when this goes back into the doctrination of the schools, right? Because this is kind of what they're taught. And I, apparently at some point after I got out of school, like, and, and I, I talk about this a lot, like it must've been this very, like right behind me because my sister is very, she's not much younger than me and she's not liberal at all. Like, but she almost has kind of that same mentality though, that like the government's here to help and, yeah, and this is that's kind of something that's been pushed really heavily like the last 10 years mm -hmm. and and before that that's when we really like 2007 2008 coincidentally that was the housing market crash and all that i don't think it has anything to do with it i don't think the two are linked but that's when i really started to see the shift into this mentality that's when we started that's literally when we started doing like participation awards yes like, the participation trophy just for showing up great job yep. Like that's not going to teach anybody anything. If, if you want to build and develop some well-adjusted individuals in life, they must know victory as much as loss. And they have to understand both. They are, there and they is have something to, be to learn from both. 
Yes. There is. Yep, there absolutely when, is. But I do think that our generation was one of the last generations to learn that. Yeah, I think so. I, I think you're right. And it, it, I think it's just getting worse as time goes on with this, this mentality. But the problem with communism is once you start to give up your freedoms and you give up your liberties, they are never coming back. They will never no. come back. Mm-mm. And I don't think uh, that people understand how much weight that carries. And I, I, I think that since they're just so much more plugged in nowadays, they have access to so much more information. And I think that that consistently we can see we can see that mentality shift because we know who's in control of the voice and if you can control the voice then you can control the people and same with the food if you can control the food and their money the very simple things in life you you control what they consume you control how much money they make you control what they do with their lives you win and it's it's scarily approaching that you know i'm not trying to freak anybody out but this is just the reality of the situation is that they're they're a vast, a very large concerning group of kids who are, who are opening up and actually getting excited to the idea behind communism. So let's shift gears on this for just a minute then. So you talked about whoever's in control of the voice, whoever's in control of the food. And when we're talking about this, so this goes all the way up when we're talking about the, the elites, right? You're, um, I can't think of, I can't think. I can't think of anything tonight. I don't know what we'll you're the, the families. There's like the three families or the four families, the Rothschilds and the all of, you know. And it goes down mm-hmm. to the Vatican. They all own all of it, like all of it. They own all. And I'm, but I want to. I really want to focus on kind of the media portion of this because the media has been a big driver and it will continue to be a big driver in everything that's going on. It just is because if you can sit back and just for five seconds, I want you to imagine. That we didn't have any kind of media, no news. You were back to, to to pigeons and stamps and writing letters, right? How yeah. how would you believe COVID was even? No. And I I do kind of have to be careful with that because I can't come out of here and say COVID's not dangerous because it is dangerous under um, certain circumstances, much like influenza and the flu and so on and so forth. Per the CDC guidelines, YouTube don't come for me, but. If you didn't have the media coming out here with their ticker at the bottom talking about how many people have died and where they died in the counties that they died, right? You didn't have the media out here like doing this constant in your face with all of this prop, this stuff with the pictures. You guys remember the pictures from Italy that came out to be fake and they mm-hmm. were fake ass pictures from 2003, some kind of something. Yeah, they were like 12 we knew years they old. Were, we knew they were fake too. Like we had proved it in the beginning and I'd lost like three accounts over it. And but the media it goes back to the media now we and i am happy to see that joe rogan is being i chosen i'm I'm glad to see that they're kind of kind of working this out i don't know what's going to happen with that but i want to talk about this a little bit where do you see media going cnn is is the big thing i got a lot of people commenting on tiktok about cnn cnn's had a big month okay they've had this huge month they there sure they have, lost. haven't they? They sure did. What well, congratulations <laughs> to CNN, all your success. Okay, so they had a bunch of people that uh, were quit or were fired for uh, assaulting children on huh, some different weird. different occasions. Very strange. Uh, Tubin, you guys remember Tubin couldn't keep his hands to himself on a Zoom call. Was caught still there. Okay, He's still there. Tubin himself. Tubin, gross. Come on, Tubin. Uh, who's the other one? Don Lemon is being accused very serious charges for sexual assault. Very serious, very dark charges. 
Um, and that was all over Twitter. And then as of obviously a couple of days ago, Jeff Zucker stepped down and resigned uh, from the presidency of CNN, which was interesting because he said he was resigning because of an extramarital affair that he was having with one of his colleagues. And I ever in the history of ever, have ever seen a man like Jeff Zucker quit his job, his, his, his hundred million thousand dollar a year job because he's sleeping with his secretary. Normally they come out and they make a statement about how wrong it was, how much his family, and he's so embarrassed and he's going to do better. And they do some kind of PBS special about it. Right. He did do that. nothing. They did he do did. that. When did they he do did. that? He, he, he wrote out a statement and said he, uh, he kept a secret statement. for the last 20 years. And to quote it, I was wrong. Uh, but he hit it for like 20 years and they, uh, he and what's her face. They, they both divorced their significant others in like 2018 or 2019. And they had some weird living arrangement where they were like living either next door in an apartment complex or one floor above or below each other in the same apartment complex. Um, something like that. But the interesting thing is that he, he gets to resign, but she gets to keep her job. I wonder why. Well, why why did he resign? Was he were they going to fire him? Uh, because when you're in that kind of a position, it's you, you can't uh, you can't do those kind of things. Um, that's that's kind of Boy, standard. Just, that is a standard thing. I just don't see. Well, and it just okay. I still don't, I don't still don't know that I buy that. I, I, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But I was talking about the weirdest thing about it is okay. It's been 20 years. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Well, gasoline Maxwell just got popped a month ago, and her little black book is out there like the plague. Right, everybody sees it even though you don't see it because you can't prove whatever 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 it's out there the names are in it now all of a sudden these people are being popped and chris cuomo was another one and he even came out with chris cuomo he was one of the first that's mm-hmm. stupid he was mm-hmm. one of the first chris cuomo got popped and he, was, he even said in a statement that he was going to take everyone down with him and now all of the people from cnn are going down and i i we tied it back into gasoline maxwell because the ex-wife of jeff zucker has been photographed with Gessleen Maxwell multiple different times for multiple different occasions on multiple different circumstances. We found all the pictures. We put them out there. I really think this had something to do with it. Like, I think there's more coming. I, well, there's I think always more to it of- than just nepotism. Yeah, I, I agree. There's there's probably a lot more behind that. I, I think there's a lot more behind the uh, 120 CEOs that resigned at the beginning of all this, you know? I remember that, yeah. We did a video yeah. on that one, too. <laughs> Yeah, boy. Yeah, I think there's a lot more behind that. Um, and there's probably more behind this, like like everything else, because if this is a 20-year relationship involving just simple nepotism, you know, it's it's why are you why are you resigning your position? Why, you know, there there are a lot of things that you can do, like in law enforcement, if you pursue a relationship with a fellow officer, they they put you under their shifts because of the emotional value of you'll do you'll make some pretty horrible decisions come crunch time they do that for a reason you know there's there's nepotism for a reason when you're a ceo of a company you can't you can't really uh engage in a in a relationship with the underlings without either resigning your position or them changing jobs or quitting or whatever um because you're going to favor that person emotionally you know it's that's pretty obvious but there's there's an underlying i'm sure there's an underlying thing there um, and I find it really interesting that they've had um, two, three people get get dinged for uh, messing with kids. And uh, it just well, and that is was only CNN. Thing. Well, and this is, so this goes back, that was Gessling's Maxwell. Whole, that was her whole thing. Like, it was kids. It was children, children, essentially. I mean, and they're all tied together. They're all tied into this. And then CNN is, 
Well, they're just terrible. And I knew they were terrible when, and I don't know, like, so Don Lemon came out a couple years back. We talked about this the other night, but Don Lemon came out a couple years back and he had had some psychologist or doctor. I don't remember who it was, but they were having this conversation about normalizing pedophilia and treating it like a mental illness versus treating it like with the stigma that it's already been, that that, that it currently had at the time, right? And yeah. he even, I think I even remember him saying that, that pedophilia is not a choice, but you can choose not to be a child molester. And the whole interview is like an hour and a half long. And they're basically trying to just normalize and remove the stigma around being a pedophile. They felt like that pedophiles shouldn't be labeled as pedophiles. They should be treated as, as somebody who is mentally ill. They should have, people should have more compassion for them because they can't help it. The whole interview just triggered the shit out of me, first of all. And secondly, like it, it, you can see then from that, like that internet, that specific, but you can see like the transition then over the next 10 years, nine years, now we have maps and they have their own groups and they've got support and there's psychologists on TikTok out here trying to convince people that pedophiles are not bad people. They're just misunderstood and they should be called other things. And I'm just not here for that. Mm-mm, I have no compassion for that. None. It's the only area you'll find me not have compassion for another human being. Is it that same, you know, it's, it's one thing if you abuse drugs, you know, that's, that's one thing. Um, you can definitely choose not to do them. You certainly can. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's when you start affecting other people is when I have a problem with it. You know, I, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, if you want to do meth, if you want to do heroin, or if you want to just do the easy stuff, if that's what Mm -hmm. you want to do, go ahead you're allowed to, you know, it's not illegal to be high. It's illegal to possess. Um, so, so do your thing. But the problem happens when you start messing with other people's lives and breaking into people's homes and stealing their stuff. That's Mm -hmm. when we get into having an issue with things and you can definitely choose not to do those things, but, but you do. And I don't have compassion for those people because they choose to disrupt somebody else's life by their own doing. Same with, same with corrupting the innocence of the most innocent people on this planet. Um, when we when we fail to either protect them or when we um, when we have certain people who feel like it's now normalized to do something probably the most evil thing you can do to a person and ruin their entire lives um, or affect it greatly, I, I find that I have zero point zero percent compassion for those people, and it, it's always it's it's always very. Um, not surprising uh, when they when they get so scared uh, they try to pull all the tricks out um, in the legal system to not go to prison i wonder why they're so afraid to go to prison even even prison has rules oh yeah prisons prisons like their own little world like they've got their own rules when it comes to dealing with people who were arrested and put into prison for dealing with kids i watched a whole documentary on this yes they do yes they do and I, I even even they can maintain the core values of of humanity, um, but I don't think that they're separate from us. I think some I think that there are probably some genuinely uh, actually, as a matter of fact, I know some genuinely good people who just make horrible decisions and have gotten you know got their head out of their ass. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really think anything at all. I don't think they're the deplorables. I don't think anything. I think some people definitely do need to be separated from society because they're dangerous. Absolutely. Um, yes. But I also think some people make mistakes and they're allowed to pay the price for that. And once mm-hmm. they get out, most of them learn. Um, and I'm friends with some of these people and they're great people. And okay. 
we have those conversations, but this, this is kind of, well, and I, this is going mind. back to, I, I'm, I'm not talking about like, she was 17. I thought she was 18 or she was seven, you know, or 16 and she looked 18 or even 15 is really kind of, I like oh, that. No. Makes my stomach I'm yeah, talking that's... about five, nine. I think the, one of the CNN, that, that little girl was nine. nine. This is one of the reasons why I had to leave that career of choice, taking these people to court and listening to their court cases, knowing what they've done to these people and their own to see them with no regret on their face. Um, 10 years of some of that really, really eats away at you. You know, um, it's hard to do. It's not an easy job. For sure. But I think it's really, really interesting that all of a sudden CNN's getting popped for these things. And it seems to be multiple people. And how many, how many implications of the same thing must happen before it's not, it's no longer coincidence and it's a problem. I think we're there. I think so. <laughs> I think, I think two or three, I think two or three can be a coincidence. It can be coincidence. That interview nine years ago was enough for me to know that CNN was trash and that poor old Don Lemon was trash. And Don Lemon's looking pretty rough. I don't know if you've seen him lately. We Even versus Don him Lamont like a month trash. ago. Don Lemon is trash. And this, this is the great thing about new media is we are unfiltered for the most part, and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. Mainstream media, they watch the teleprompter. They say everything they're told to say. They do everything they're told to do. They get their paycheck. That is their job. Don Lamont and Brian Stelter. Um, I hate those two people. I do. Um, Stelter? You're so what? sassy. I know. Good. I just don't like them. They're arrogant. But arrogant out of touch but i think i think mainstream media is is supremely out of touch you all right buddy okay i don't know what is, he's not happy that's okay he's just gonna keep screaming though i can tell you that but um that's that's fine yeah. no you need to go like we can absolutely wrap this up you need to go no he's fine um all right it'll be okay okay well i so just want to see how long it takes my wife to go and tend to that real quick She'll, she'll, she'll get there. Let him scream. We all got kids. Look, my guy. My kids have the morning shows. I don't know how many morning shows you've been to, but like usually I'm over here, like just off camera, opening things for breakfast and throwing juice at them from under the like. It's, yeah. it's we're very. I don't care. This is where care. this is where we're not like mainstream media. Like we don't care. Yeah, this is the cool thing about it. Is it seems really uh, not necessarily grassroots, but it's very new. And it, it, but we're we're new media. We're unfiltered. We can have these conversations, and we don't have to worry about trying to please the shareholders or the stakeholders or anything like that, or trying to uh, bow down to the powers of Soros or Sinclair or anybody else. We we choose our own path, and we choose the things that we want to talk about. And we don't have a boss and we don't have to, we don't have to answer to these people. And we're finding out that I think in my opinion, mainstream media is realizing that all of the ships are completely on fire engulfed in flames. And they're just trying to steer it as long as they can. Kind of like that scene in Pirates of the Caribbean where what's his face is walking as everything around him is exploding. In slow I saw motion. That one. This, yeah. Such is the way of mainstream media, in my opinion. And I think that they're just fighting a losing battle. Their viewership is down at least on average 25% year over year. Mm -hmm. They are losing people in droves because people are tired of the shit. And you now this isn't just, uh, this isn't just CNN either guys. This is Fox news. This is your OANs. This is everybody. 
Like you're talking, this is the the entire mainstream media as a whole. And this has been a topic of conversation for weeks for us, because especially with the CNN stuff breaking, that we are kind of the media now. Like we we will, I am open to having anybody from any any walk of life, any political stance come on the show and tell me why they think what they think. I don't care. Come out here and tell me, you know, I'm not going to debate anybody like this is I will never debate anybody. I'm not here to either. do that. But either. if you're super if you're out here voted for Biden and you're still really <laughs> proud of that and you want to come on the show and talk to people about why you did it and why you're still proud of it. I'm, I'm here to have that conversation with you 100 percent. My people will be as cordial as they can or I'll boot them. But we're we're here for that. Like, I, I want to have these conversations with people about all kinds of different things and conversations that other people would find interesting. So talk to me a little bit more about what you see in the future then. Like, do you see, obviously podcasts are a big deal right now and I think they're going to continue to be a big deal. And I follow a few different channels on YouTube that I love. One is, um, I can't think of her name, but she does the makeup and mysteries. She's really, and I love her. She's like super far left. She's really good. And, and she's got this black hair and she does, and she reads off all these old his mysteries. Anyway. I love, and I love her. Like I, I'll turn on her channel and I'll go through video after video all day while I'm doing stuff. We don't even watch the TV anymore. We don't watch TV. We don't have cable. Um, we don't do any of that anymore. So in your words and in your opinion, where do you see this going? Do you see this being wildly different? Or do you see this kind of falling into that almost same kind of mainstream media trap eventually? You know what I'm saying? I think, I That's think that name. it's. Bailey Syrian. Sorry. Yes. Okay, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. I, it, in in my opinion, as far as mainstream, I think that they're just going to let it ride until all the wheels fall off, until it's completely dead, and then they're going to kick it around a little bit, and then they're finally going to say, oh, guess it's dead. Guess we'll do something else. And what I think they'll do is they'll just move on to the next thing, which is latching on to what seems to be popular. And it's going to be one of those video killed the radio star situations where they're realizing that, that people like you and I are, well, you know, why, why do... Why do 11 million people watch Joe Rogan and why do 300,000 people watch CNN and okay. half of that viewership? Probably you can't even, you can't even calculate as, as existing and as real. Um, because a lot of that is they, they pay uh, places like libraries and airports to air their station 24 seven. So there's not really any real viewership like there is here. You have live commenters and viewers all the time. Um, but I think if they're clever, I think they'll uh, start to employ people that will do more things like podcasts and, and live streams and, and interact with viewers. And I think what they're what we realize is not quite what they realize yet. And it's just that people don't want to be bullshitted anymore. We don't we don't want to be lied to. We don't want to be tired. Yeah, we don't want to be jacked around anymore when we're tired of it. So people are just leaving in droves and, and they should pay attention to that because there are going to be people like you and I who are going to pick up the pieces and run and create something new that's better. And we're doing that way better, like way better. Like we got more followers on TikTok than CNN. I don't know if you know this, my guy. Yeah, I I have more followers than their entire viewership. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, we noticed that too. So a lot of these, and this goes back to Hollywood and these celebrities that are trying to come to TikTok, and they're trying to do TikToks. Like it's interesting when I come across one or two because it will happen every now and again. Some of them kind of get it, like regardless what which side you're on, but some of them kind of get the TikTok idea. But the majority of them do not. They're very stiff. They're very rigid. It's very interesting to kind of watch. It's almost comical because it's like you just did this whole movie. Ryan Reynolds is the only one I can really think of. But I, I watched one of his TikToks. I'm like, man, this just feels super scripted. 
Like, I don't feel like this is genuine at all. And I just swiped. And I'm like, not really many that that many people are watching it. Obviously, the viewers are down. You can buy bot farms and stuff like that to make yourself look better. But they're so they're trying to come to TikTok and they're trying to do more on Instagram and they're trying to do more of the social media stuff. And it is it's interesting to watch. But the difference between like your Hollywood elites and, and kind of what we do is like we can do it all. And it's very authentic. And we're just here. We're just here. We're 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 people like we're not Ryan Reynolds. And so it doesn't really matter. We can do it all. So I think when they get to that point to where, yeah, like Rachel Maddow, she's leaving MSNBC to focus on her podcast. Oh, I don't no. know if you knew that. No, please don't. She's go. gonna leave her three hundred thousand dollar job, a year job, to go and do a podcast. Another show I won't be listening to. I don't know, but there's something there. I can't find it. I looked, but I can't find it. But there's something that doesn't make she sucks. I hate her, but I can't find anything about it. But like I do a podcast, Rachel Maddow, like what, what, what are you, what are you doing? There's no way that you're going to be able to transition from your, your makeup morning and your scripted, you know, and people feeding you your topics and your content to doing a podcast. And and, and what are you going to talk about? Like you're going to be in front of real people. What, what, like that's weird. She's going to sit there with her hair slicked back and nobody's going to see it. And she's going to sit there and say, hey, guys, do you remember when I was on the news and I said a lot of stuff about stuff I don't like? Do you remember that? Wasn't that awesome? And then that's going to be every probably episode. So, well, and that's just like then Trump, Trump left office and then they had nothing to talk about. Yeah, (laughs) that was like her topic of conversation for days, every day. That's why you talk about everything, because if I just like if I just talked about politics and once if politics ever got better, I would have no material anymore to talk about. Are you okay? I swallowed my spit wrong. Okay. 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 I got I've lots to talk about. I've done that before, but uh-huh. I've, got, I've always got stuff to talk about. I just yeah, have it looks to, like the work behind it is just making sure that my information is accurate and correct. And some people still get mad. They got mad at my GoFundMe video because um, somebody criticized why I didn't add in the little part where uh, people have like two weeks to, to issue a request for a refund. Um, otherwise okay. those, those funds that don't get requested to be refunded until up until February 14th, that's, that's the money that gets reallocated. And, okay. and somebody was really mad about that and said, why didn't you put that in? And I said, well, because the video was 60 seconds long. So how do you translate all of the information that happened there into 60 seconds and make sure you get all the important points that people need to know? <laughs> You're not going to make everybody. Well, you could do Yeah, I'm going to, I'm done dying. I'm trying not to cover them. You know, like you can, you can do a three minute video. I don't know if you know they're fake. Well, I do. I do know that. I'm not, not calling you out or anything. See, I, I do the 60 second ones for a reason because you can't stitch or do it. The three minute ones. I found that that really doesn't matter. I thought it would, but it doesn't. Like I got, a, I got a two and a half minute video out there, like way down at the bottom at 140 something thousand views. Yeah, I do some of those. The one I did on Travis Scott, I think, is like a minute and a half or two or three. But it it has like, I know it has more than like 5 million views on it. But um, I like the stitching and the duetting because I know who's interacting with with all of this. And I I know who's partaking and who's actively searching for the information. And that amount of people seems to be growing a little bit every month. But let's talk about that for a minute. Now, you got a problem on TikTok. I, I found do. this out the other day when I tried to do what one of your videos and it sat in review for 30 minutes. 
30 minutes it sat there in review. And I know it's in review. I know TikTok, they changed it. They used to put it in review and then tell you, right? But they don't do that anymore. They'll just sit at, you'll sit at zero views and you'll just be like, God, nobody loves me, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, it's in review, okay? And then, so I let it sit there for 30 minutes and I was like, man, you trash ass app. So then I reposted it from my phone because it saves your phone. I reposted it from my phone and then it took off. And I was like, and now it's like 12,000 views. That's more than what I got but, for posting it. That's what I'm so then I go back and I check it the next morning and you got like, you were like 4,000. I was like, oh man, you pissed somebody off at TikTok. Like they got your, your balls are in like a clinch. They ain't yeah. gonna let go either for a while. But oh, it's yeah. the same thing on Instagram. Like I'm on a 90 day restriction on Instagram. So I'll be on a restriction to the end of March. And the only time I even got any traction is when you put me in a collab of a video. And I was like, well, look at all my views, but they're not even my views or your views. My video gets like 600 yeah. views. Same team. Like, God, Instagram, suck nuts. Trad yeah. app, all of you. Yeah, it's amazing. I have a, I have a crowd of almost 300,000. I'm getting like 5,000 <laughs> views on a video. Even though I, I have thousands of comments, you know, it's. Yeah. That's another thing. So I've got so I've got two videos that are out there right now. I did them in my car. And I've got not thousands of comments, but I got a lot of comments, a lot of interaction, a lot of likes. We're a thousand some odd likes. I've got, you know, um it was shared a whole bunch of times, but it's still sitting in like this two thousand, like like everybody that saw the video of the two thousand people that saw the video did something, and it's still sitting at this two thousand. <laughs> Like, I've had a video sit in the oh queue of like of of processing, like when you post it, um, yeah, and you're yeah. waiting for it to clear. I've had one sit in there for 24 hours before it even posted. It got like 800 views. I still let it go. Oh my god, I don't. Let, I'm not patient enough for that. Like, if you're not gonna go, I I was I do I was lucky to give you 30 minutes. I'm like I'm gonna give this guy 30 minutes to have his duet take off. If it doesn't, I'm reposting it. At 30 minutes, like yeah. I will yeah, I don't even wait that long. You got six minutes to get that first view TikTok. <laughs> I'm gonna repost it because I don't have time for your shit. Move I on. I just let it go. I said, you know what? If they're that if that if they're that pressed over my subversive and dangerous content <laughs> that they want to let it sit for 24 hours and put it on a timer, I'm gonna let them do their job. And they're gonna do that. I don't care. I really don't. The people who want to see it, they know how to get to my channel, they'll find it, they'll watch mm-hmm. it. But you know, it's I'm not one of those people who will sit there and sacrifice myself for a little check mark by my name to sit there and have a video that gets promoted in TikTok by saying, hold on, you've been scrolling for a long time. You might want to take a break. I'm not right. one of those people who will sell that narrative because I don't want to sacrifice my integrity, but many people will. Um, and I think I'm better off for that. I'm, I'm my, my, uh, my integrity is not for sale. Never will be. So my integrity is not either, obviously, because I can't, well, I mean, we just kind of put out there what we put out there. And this is something I think we've stuck by. We've stuck by for a pretty long time. Like, I'm going to post when I'm going to post. And if you don't like it, I don't have a niche. I don't stick to a niche. I don't, I don't, I talk about all of it. We talked about meditation. And as Jake and I go on it and, and do the shows too, that's not probably always going to be this. It might be other things. It probably will be other things depending on the mood for that night. But because we're we a fringe group ship, we are the fringe we are, group. Oh! Oh my God, that would be the perfect name of a podcast. The Fringe. We could we could call ourselves like the Fringe. Oh my God, let me work on that. I got the Fringe I got cast. The Fringe cast. We're gonna do something. I mean, like this is we got a lot of people love us both. Your potato gang is the best. I got a DM full of they potatoes. Are. They, they are. are. They're great people. Yes, they are. They my people love you too. Well, but with that. We are right a little bit over our hour, Jake. So do you have any final thoughts you want to give to the folks at home while they're sitting there? Just 
listening to everything you got to say? I always have something interesting to say. Um, some people, I understand why some people do get mad about having to pay for content. You feel like people put them behind a paywall. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that I ask of anybody is to not, not, don't fork over your money right away, but at least be open to giving it a shot and why. You have to understand that you've been you've been hearing the same songs for years, if not all of your life, when you turn on the TV. And they are telling you exactly what they want you to hear. They're they're training you how to think and not think for yourself. Yes, we are probably a fringe group. Sure. I don't think we're fringe. I don't either. We're like I'm just, I'm we're just like making fun of what's his face. Um I hate Trudeau. Like I hate him more every day. I woke up this morning choosing violence for Trudeau. I like I can't believe I thought he was just a Sally but initially, but like when he tweeted out that they were a bunch of racists and they were homophobic, I just wanted to punch him in the dick. I'm like, what are you doing? You he's can't trying to shift the narrative. He's trying in to a tweet? A yes, he's trying to make a completely peaceful group of people look bad so they have reason to go and infiltrate. But you've got no substance to back that tweet up. You are right. outright lying at this point. Like it is a flat out 100% lie. And, and nobody, based on all of the retweets and the threads, nobody bought it. Nobody did, but that's the strategy. Is it's not just him; it's everybody else has to play ball with that. And look at look at the most recent news headings. Look them up. Look at look at them from day one, and then look at them today. And you you are literally, like I said, I, I don't know if you saw that TikTok, but you are watching a narrative shift in real time, which is why I was so quick to post a video talking about this. Because as the days progressed, even in just two days, we saw the narrative shift to where they were just talking about the convoy being a thing that exists to the very same, the very same people shifting that narrative slowly in two days, talking about how using words like chaos and terror and violence and destruction. And now we see this thing with GoFundMe. We see all of this piling on and it's not it has nothing to do with whether it's a lie or the truth. The media is allowed to lie. They are absolutely allowed to lie and they will paint the narratives any way that they want because they're allowed to report it any way that they choose. It's, it's when they all play ball together, they paint the narrative for the people who listen. They tell them what to think. So now people think the convoy is bad and they think they're a fringe group of hillbillies who aren't going to do it. But do thing. they? Yes, yeah, some people do. Absolutely. So, But do more know than the some that don't? Absolutely. What do you think? Do you think so? Um, I think that as soon as GoFundMe... Um, decided that they were going to wake up and choose a PR nightmare um, and steal $9 million. I think that that made a lot of sense in people's minds to say, hey, we're mad and we're tired of this shit. So um, they they now announced as of today, they're going to issue immediate refunds um, with no prompting. Well, Anybody who donated to that gets a refund. I actually just jumped off of Alphabet's podcast earlier and there was another article that came out right before we started the live was that uh, the reason that they did that was that the there was some threats of an investigation into fraud into GoFundMe mm -hmm. as a result of uh, what happened with this whole thing. And so then they were like, oh, no, 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 no. We'll give the money back. We're sorry. Please don't come in. Like, they, yeah. they've been fucking her. And they, this isn't the first time that GoFundMe has done it. It's probably just been the biggest. Uh, but yeah. GoFundMe has been raping people out of their money for long years at this point. Yeah. And that's just GoFundMe. Imagine what everybody else is doing. You know, it, all of these things happen in the dark, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but we made such a big problem over it. And as soon as we lawyered up and as soon as we started to make it a, a complete PR, PR nightmare for them, 
that's mm-hmm. when they said, okay, we're, whoa, 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 we're going to fork over the money. And as soon as they saw $1.1 million in less than 24 hours go to another crowdfunding site, mm-hmm. it started to make sense for them. So you have to hit them where it hurts. And usually that's in the wallet. Yep. And that's all these people care about is money. Typically. Okay. Yeah. Bastard. All of them. That's all I got. You guys, ladies and gentlemen, I, I think that's it, Jake. Do you have anything else that you want to cover tonight, my guy? Yes, I'm looking over like you're actually here, even though you're not here. I don't think so, man. The only thing I have to say is don't be afraid of uh, of paywalls for people. If they're truly a creator that you like, um, prop them up and support them. If you want to change the narrative, we have to have the tools and the resource to do resources to do it. And one of those important resources is, unfortunately, money. Maybe someday it'll change. Maybe we'll be able to swap services someday. Maybe yeah, like nice. you'll be able to make Jake a meatloaf instead. Someday. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I, you like meatloaf? I don't. I actually hate it. I hate it. I like. I'm long. Italian. Why would I like? This is meatloaf? gonna be a long month. How do you not like meatloaf? I'm Italian. I don't like meatloaf. That's that's like German. I'm food. Irish. I don't, I, I don't like any German food. I don't. It's. <laughs> I don't like German sauerkraut. Food. I don't like sauerkraut. I don't, like, I don't like meatloaf. I don't like Brussels sprouts. I like. I love Italian food. I do. Anything I don't Italian like food, Italian food. All right, I gotta go. So this. Is I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Look, you're gonna come down on my freaking on my meatloaf, but like, I don't. I'm not a big Italian food fan. Like, I don't like spaghetti. I don't like a lot spaghetti. of pasta. Spaghetti. I don't you like need, pasta. You need to have other things. You need to have other things like. Like shrimp fettuccine Alfredo. Do you like fettuccine? Okay, Alfredo? I've been to Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden too over here, Mister Soup and Salad. I've I don't like fettuccine Alfredo. I don't like I don't like noodles. I don't need a lot of carbohydrates. Are we done? Was this it? Is this the it? Is this it for Ship and Jake? We're all done now. Name one Italian food you can tolerate, and I'll decide. Bread. What kind of bread? <laughs> Do you like mozzarella sticks? No. I don't. Uh, I like Italian bread when I can dip it in in soup. What makes it Italian? Was it made in Italy? No, it's got that. Uh, the high V makes it Italian. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Are you done? Listen, you, you you've you've like done so good this whole show, chip? and now no, I don't. I don't like. I specifically Do you don't like, like marinara sauce. No. I don't like I don't like any of it. And I've tried all of it. I've tried homemade. I do like cannolis. Okay, I can accept that. That works. But I'll, oh, I'll the Olive Garden is stuff. What you're going to accept that? So if Please. if you were going to accept that then I suppose like will you accept meatloaf? No. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly I hate meatloaf more than anything in this world. I do. Do you will you eat a good burger? Yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah. See, you guys are getting to know Ship and Jake real time as we're getting to know each other. Because it's like, I don't know any of this stuff. So get you, this is going to be a long month. So good burger. So we both can do, what about ta- breakfast burritos? Yeah. That's that's the hill that I die on. I am a breakfast burrito connoisseur. I know you are. You're really adamant about those. Yeah, I'm right. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know why, but I am. I really enjoy it. Okay. Hey, I got it. Weird. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out to the live tonight. I love sorry your faces it was, it was a bunch of pens sorry guys i'm gonna get you a door i'm gonna get you one of them pen holders okay keep her moving take where are we at keep 
We're live. Okay, yeah, we're live tomorrow. We're actually, we're not live tomorrow. I'm on uh, Here to Two Bubblegum. As soon as I get it recorded and they're ready to go, I'll go ahead and post it. But then we're live tomorrow night. So tomorrow night is Sunday. We're going to be live with Spirits of Sunday with the Wicked Wolf. With that, you guys, I love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi. <laughs> tell You want me to tell my mom you said hi? I will tell her. And She's watch totally out. Watching. You know what? Don't tell her you don't like her fucking meatloaf. I can tell you that. God dang it. Yeah, she okay. knows though. But I'll tell her you said hi. Tell her I said hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys. You think it's a fucking game? Oh.